Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So I want you to ask yourself this question. Please be honest. Are you secretly scared of success? I know it sounds dumb because success is something that we're all shooting for, but deep down, a lot of us are actually afraid to be successful. And that's one of the main reasons that we sabotage our journey. So if you're someone that's unsure, make sure you listen to this podcast. Maybe it'll give some insights to if you are. And if you are, in today's episode, we're gonna give you guys some tips on how you can overcome that obstacle and really start cashing out on all of the work that you've put in. I was talking to Kevin this morning, who was bringing me an idea about a gap fill strategy. And I'm like, Kevin, focus. You're supposed to be focused on your strategy, but every day it's a it's a, a brand new strategy he brings. And it's one of those, uh, it's, it's a habit that a lot of us traders get into. System hopping, shiny thing syndrome. I know I have really bad shiny thing syndrome. Um, some of it is also this, you, you, and I'm, I don't think this is necessarily Kev's case, but I've seen this in the past with traders where some people are just afraid of success. It, it, it sounds weird, I know, but some people are afraid of success, so they will create tasks that prevents them from achieving success. So like, you know, let's let's say, you know, Bobby is testing something and he he's getting close to the end, he's finishing the, the back testing, the numbers looking good and it starts to get real. Bobby's like, oh my gosh, this is something that I can actually trade and go live with. And then I got to do the trading thing. You know, for an example, someone that is a little bit scared of success and will sabotage their own success, what Bobby will start doing is one of two things. Either he'll start saying, well, you know, it's not good enough. So I need to go back and test more data, or I need to go back and add this or add that or test more pairs before I can I can really trade. I got like five pairs that, <clears throat> excuse me, five pairs that work right now, but I really wanna get 10. Or maybe Bobby will say, go to a different strategy or whatever like that. And I, I've seen this happen time and time again. It's weird to me personally, but I, I understand it just from my knowledge about psychology. And the reason that people are afraid of success or sabotage their path to success is because success comes with pressure, right? Is there any pressure in backtesting? Is there any pressure in strategy development? Is there any pressure in demo trading? There's no real pressure until you actually get in the real game. And if you're someone that doesn't react well to pressure, you want to avoid pressure. So you never want to be in the real game. I grew up with athletes like this who were really, really good, like playing basketball in the street courts, but never once dared try out for a team. And I'm like, why? <laughs> why? Like, come out for the team. You're really good. It was a, a, a different game. Bobby says it's also identity change. Yeah. 
so that's something that again i i don't know how to how to diagnose if someone is is, is dealing with this or if someone just has shiny thing syndrome or it's a little bit of both but that is also something to be aware of you have so many people that we often talk about people rushing towards success but on the other hand you have people that run from it and again the best example i can give is i, I worked with a trader who she back tested something for four years guys four years and she hid under the kind of umbrella that oh i'm just a perfectionist i gotta get it absolutely perfect before i can trade it and that's a, a good excuse a perfect excuse in trading because guess what in trading nothing will ever be perfect nothing will ever be good enough at some point you just have to accept the pros and the cons and trade it but i think part of her identity was i'm a grinder i like the journey i like the grittiness of going through numbers and and doing the dirty work but not necessarily the I guess trading live is gritty as well because it's not really a, a glorious uh, it's not really a glorious thing once you start trading live for anyone that's traded live you know what I mean it's not you know it seems like it's glorious it's it's actually a grind in its own right of of, of win loss loss win win loss win win loss right back and forth like that but I I think part of her her personality her identity like you said Bobby was I'm an underdog. I'm an underdog scrapping my way to the top, but how do I handle things once I'm at the top? And it's interesting, we, we had a, you know, our track and field team was very similar, right? I've been coaching track for the same amount of time I've been trading for, so what, 15, 16 years, right? And we were a small team that had never, we haven't won a championship in, in 25 years. We're a small team. And our whole, and this comes from my personality, our whole identity was we're a tiny team, we're the underdogs, we're disrespected, we're not supposed to do anything because you have these big dogs that are out there and we want to earn our respect. So we're going to do things the, 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 the gritty, grimy, dirty way. We're just going to outwork you. And that was our mentality going in, going in, going in. And then we finally, two years ago, we finally won a conference championship. And things started to change. Now, luckily, I'm really good at self-motivation, but things started to change because, well, now we won a championship. We've got trophies. We got rings. We're the, the best of the best. How does that play into that identity of we're the underdog? We have something to prove and we just proved it. And that's why you see like they call it like championship hangover. A lot of teams that win like the championship for the first time, it, it took everything in them to get to that point. But then they don't know how to find the motivation for that new identity once they win and they go backwards. And it's like, well, how do I motivate myself now? Now, again, luckily for us in our situation, I'm very good at motivation. So there were some rumors out there that, oh, we just got lucky. Oh, so boy, did I use that. Like, hey, guys, we weren't supposed to win. This wasn't our championship. We just got lucky. We didn't win it. Other teams lost it. And that helped us keep that mentality. But that's difficult in trading. I, I dealt with that when going from a struggling trader to a consistently profitable trader. It was easy when I was struggling because I was so motivated to, to be profitable. Then once I was profitable, it was, a, it, it was hard for me to, to accept like being good because I didn't want to accept like being good 
And I told you guys a story about how I didn't admit that I was a good trader until I was profitable for like two, three years. Because I was afraid that if I admitted that I was good, I would lose kind of my edge, lose my spark. I would get comfortable, right? Because back in the day, whenever I thought I was good, I'd get lazy and make trading mistakes and then I'd lose money. So I was super afraid of that. But ultimately, if we want to achieve our goal, we have to get to that situation. You can't be a good trader without eventually becoming good, right? So we, we have to get to that point and we have to ask ourselves, we have to ask our, our family, our friends, our peers, our coaches, our mentors, hey, how do you deal with that, right? The, the first thing I told, I'll, I'll get to your, your thing in a little bit, Bobby. The first thing I asked one of my mentors in trading, I was just talking about, I just did a podcast about this where I was reliving some memories of being out in Kansas and watching the Tour de France and, and, and being around successful people. And it was really cool. And one of the first things I asked him, um, I had a I had a dinner date with Todd Brown um, or a lunch date, I guess. This was the story where <laughs> we went into... Um, we went into the restaurant. I think we were. I think it was. It was a playoff game between two uh, two NBA teams, and we went to this this restaurant. And two funny things happened in this restaurant. One, this is this is how I knew. This is how I knew Todd had it, and that he enjoyed food. One, Todd was so excited to to show me about Kansas City barbecue because um, I'm, I'm I come from the east. We don't have barbecue on the east. I got cheesesteaks in Philly. That's about it. So he was so excited to show me about some Kansas. Kansas barbecue. That when we got into the restaurant, he he, you know, he's like, you gotta try this. Oh, but you gotta try that. You gotta try that. That he just ordered almost everything on the on like the appetizer menu, just so I can sample different complete waste of food, just so I can sample different things. <laughs> that was the one funny story. He's like, just you know, you gotta, uh, 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 ma'am, just just give us all of it in this column. And I'm like, what? He's like, you just gotta try it all, man. <laughs> like imagine this um not not a not big like like fat but todd's a, a bigger dude like athletic looking he's a former tight end i believe um but like just happy go lucky kind of like nice dude so imagine that we, we, we just give us the whole column we gotta try it all this this guy this guy's from out of town we gotta show him how we do it here in kansas i'm like okay but one story the second story is we we wanted to watch the game this this is again this is a, another boss move Wanted to watch the game, but we were at a TV or a, um, um, uh, a table that wasn't facing the TV and there wasn't any more TVs there. So he walked over to this. Uh, it was a group of young ladies, a group of young ladies, about four of them. And so if, first of all, like no way would I ever by myself, especially at the time, approach a group of four lovely looking ladies at a table by themselves. I am I am too shy for that. Um, he gets up. He said, oh, you want to watch the game? Because he sees me like cranking my neck around. You want to watch the game? He said, he approaches this group of young ladies, bends over to the table. He starts, you know, whispering. I just see the hand motions going, blah, 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 blah. And then um, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, what's happening here? Like, I've seen all these trading movies. I've, I've, I've got a girlfriend, Todd. I don't know what's happening here. Come on, I don't want this. Um, and then they proceed to get up. And I'm like, what happened? And he's like, well, I, I told him I'd pay for their meal if they just kindly switched tables with us just so we could watch the game. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, but the first thing I asked Todd, right, <laughs> was how can I do what you're doing? Yeah, that's a baller move. That is a that is a baller move, man. You must've gave him some trading tips or something. <laughs> um, but first thing I asked him, I said, I said, how do you deal with success? Because I, I was, 
I'm, my whole mentality is I'm, I'm always motivated by being the underdog, the one that no one cared about, the one that no one, you know, thought was going to be successful because that's been my life since a little kid, just even coming from where I'm from. Like I wasn't supposed to go to college or any of this stuff. Um, so I'm, I'm used to that. I said, I don't know how to handle being successful. And I'm supposed to be teaching. I don't I don't know how to do this. Um, and, he, he, and he gave me some tips. So it's, it's definitely it's definitely a change. And it, it seems simple and, and dumb until you actually get to that point. Um, going back to Bobby's questions from a few minutes ago, uh, Bobby said, uh, for sure, it, it helps to have another goal lined up. So you constantly have something to strive for. And I, yeah, and I, I think that's it, Bobby. I think the carrot in front of the face is what does it because I, I I think the 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 fear or the 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 mistakes come from settling it comes from I've worked so hard to achieve this thing now I've got this thing now I can settle ha <sighs> so you always have to have a what's a what's next what is the next goal all right, I become I I didn't lose money this year. Boom. Okay, next year's goal. I'm gonna be profitable. And again, in, in my mind, you know, a, a goal that I always love is process-based goals because we always preach process over outcome. Don't get me wrong, I do have return on investment goals. We don't talk about them because we're supposed to be process over outcome. But at the end of the day, we are in trading to make money, so we we do have return on investment goals. But like a process-based goal is make no bad trades or add a new strategy or work on actively, you know, active trade management, go for a home run trade, add a new pair, add a new market, develop, you know, I, I, I did a podcast the other day with a guy who just started a podcast and that was one of his goals. He said, okay, after I became a consistently profitable trader, now I want to, I want to branch out into the business side of things. I want to start doing a podcast. So he said, I'm sticking to it because that's my goal. Start a podcast, manage money, prop firm challenge, start a prop firm. We worked with traders here at tier one who started a hedge fund before. Crazy, right? You always have to have another goal. And this is, this is advice that's not just for trading, but for life. I can, I can tell you what, and this is, a, this is a real story and I hate to be morbid, but it's like the, the, the day that you stop having a purpose, you know, is the day that your 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 body and your mind will give up. We we've seen this with so many. You see this in sports a lot, where unfortunately you have these these older coaches who are driven by this purpose of coaching, this desire to get better. They're they're highly motivated by different reasons, and then as soon as that's taken away from them, if they don't have anything else to fill that gap the body and the mind stops trying and, and, and sometimes holding on is, is just having that purpose, just having that purpose, that, that meaning is what allows you to hold on in life. I remember hearing that about Joe Paterno from uh, Penn state, the local kind of big football club around here where as soon as he, he got, he had to get fired for, you know, there was some stuff that went on under his watch. And as soon as he was fired, I think he died like a week later. And his wife was like, you know, he loved football. He loved the kids. He loved the school. Like this was, he woke up every day excited, motivated to achieve this next thing. And then as soon as that goal, unfortunately, was was taken away from him, 
the the ability to achieve that goal like and, and his was kind of unplanned like he didn't plan on retiring it, again it happened so he didn't have he probably didn't have time to like think of what do I do <laughs> he probably never intended on doing anything other than football so he didn't he didn't have the time to think about what's the next goal so I'm pretty sure he got home and he's like what do I do now and that extra drive that extra fire that was in him that that got him up every day probably started to to burn out and unfortunately you know we all we all get to that point sometime um so you gotta have yeah you gotta have something to shoot for it's that's that's key something we mentioned in today's podcast that is key to success is surrounding yourself with a great community people that are going to inspire you people that are going to motivate you people that are going to push you to achieve that next great thing as well as people that are going to pick you up when you're down if you're looking for a trading community that does just that, look no further than www.tier1trading.com. I recommend getting started by checking out the 14-day risk-free trial membership. Not only does it allow you to take our training and, and join some live sessions, but it allows you to connect with the community, ask questions, and really figure out if this is the best fit for you before making any type of commitment. So join today, www.tier1trading.com.